Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science. With beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What are you singing? Oh, nothing. What was it? <laughs> nothing. Tell me what it was. It was, a, it was like my own composition. No, I can't. Making up all this going. Da, 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 da. What is that? I just told you. I made it on myself. I think you know what it is, but you won't tell me. No, why would I, why would I be secretive? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was mine. Mine only. Um, do you want... Is it like stuck in your head and you don't know what it is? No, I just... Just came out of me. I didn't even oh. know it was really happening. Oh. So you don't want drifters to name that tune? Well, they wouldn't be able to because they just made it up. But maybe you've subconsciously plagiarised oh. it from somewhere. Well, that that is very possible. Mm. Anyway, I enjoyed it. Okay. More, please. I hope you haven't plagiarised it because then technically we would owe royalties. <laughs> it could be in hot water. Hello. Hello. Um, it's cold, isn't it? Oh, it's so cold. Oh, you look like you had just fallen through a portal from. St. Petersburg when you arrived at my front door tonight. Had little icicles on my nose. Yeah, and very wrapped up. Ooh. It took you uh, took took you a while to, I don't want to say disrobe, that doesn't feel quite right, does it? Because no. it suggests that you've slipped into something more comfortable. Or that I'm now naked. That's what yeah, it yeah. Sounds, sounds more like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was wearing a lot of layers. I still am wearing a lot of layers. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's your lay? When do we start going with gelets? I feel that was a body warmer for most of my life. I'm sticking with jerkin, as you know. Jerkin! Mm. Yeah, yeah, much better, much better. Um, I have started seeing a new therapist. Okay. It's it's exhausting, though, having to give your life story. To someone else, so they get to Yes, yes. Finding that tiring. Some people like that, you know. They like talking about themselves. Oh, I hate it. I think it's why in the past I have stuck with some therapy that hasn't been working for me. I'm lucky because the last bunch I did was was good, but there's definitely times in my past where I've gone week in, week out, rather than face having to go through the bullet points. I'm bored of my own life. Right, we've I've lived, lived it. with it, yeah. Mm. It's, it's a very old story to me. Mm. <laughs> Nearly it's... 50 years old. Oh, God. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just sort of done with deciding bullet point details to include about how I ended up like this. Oh, dear. 
Have you got it down to like something snappy over the years? Like, ish, you, know, you can ish, just ish, do like a brief yeah, list. Yeah. This, this, this and this. Right, where, where yeah. do we go from here? Yeah. yeah. Um, so my appointment, my initial appointment was at 12.30. I arrived at 12.25 mm-hmm. because I, I, I like to be between three and five minutes early for anything. Okay. There are two receptionists, which I never enjoy because I feel like I'm playing favourite. Mm, I don't know which one to look at. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if one isn't on the phone, uh, it, it's and, and then I'm worried what they're going to think about me based on who I chose. Yeah. What does that say about, about me? Um, so I've got this crazed thing that I do where, where I let my eyes dart <laughs> from one to the other. And see who gives me the most attention yes, first. That's yes, exactly yes, what I do. Yes, yes, um, yes. And maybe I'll do an aside to the other receptionist. <laughs> what a mess that it feel left yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, he, he says, oh, if you go and take a seat in the waiting room over there, um, she will either come down or call down for you. Um, so so I do. I go and sit down. And I'm the only person in there. And their conversation on the reception desk is is very audible. And it seems like they've got a meeting coming up with a supervisor and they've got some stuff that they want to bring up about how that place is being run. Oh, okay. So it's it's, it's quite uh, an impassioned workplace conversation. 12.30 comes and goes. Then 12.35. And I'm thinking therapists tend to run to time. Mm. You you could be having a major breakthrough and, and sobbing and they'll say, okay, well, that's it for this week. Mm. So that tends to be how it goes. But sometimes uh, th- there are extreme circumstances. So I, I think 12.35, we're still in, the, still in the window here. And um, then it gets to closer to 12.40. And I don't know what to do because if I go to the receptionist and say, oh, just a reminder that I'm here for my appointment. I feel like I'm, I don't know, casting shade, is that a phrase? Yeah. Throwing shade yeah. on their professionalism as receptionists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I definitely haven't heard any either of them make a phone call. Right. But these days, surely a lot of that stuff is done by email. Mm-hmm. So I just sit there and sit there and sit there. It gets to quarter to one. And then I check my email and the therapist said, oh, if you're downstairs, you can come up, you know. Uh, well, they emailed you? Yeah, because that's her, her only way of getting in touch with me. <laughs> well, even though she's got two receptionists. Yes, but I think those two, I think what, what the truth of it was, those two receptionists were to, so consumed with their um, oh. impending powwow that they they weren't looking at their emails. No, this yeah, is bad. I know. So then I go up in the go go up to the third floor where the therapist room is, and I, I don't want to throw them under the bus, mm. but I, I also don't want her to think that I am a, a latecomer. No, of course because I'm you a don't. punctual person. You are, and it's because I want people to like me and and think of me as a punctual person, somebody mm. that doesn't consider my own time more valuable than other people's. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, how was it? I was actually a bit a bit early. And she says, oh, that's strange. They're usually very good on the reception. Oh, I said, oh, oh, they're excellent. They were excellent. It, it wasn't them. But it, cle- it clearly was. It was them. Yeah. clearly was. <laughs> um, and then I made this big point of saying, 
what I just said to you. I said I'm, I'm, I'm habitually punctual. Um, if 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 it gets the start of session and uh, you're wondering where I am, I will always be in that waiting room. I'm I'm just not a late late comer, and I go into this whole diatribe about why I'm not a, a late comer, which I'm then thinking. What does she think I'm trying to tell her about myself? Was she making notes? I haven't included this? this in my life story. <laughs> so that that was my first appointment. Then I went back for my second appointment today. Okay. Got there three minutes late. Oh, <laughs> it was awful. I was I was stuck here recording something. Um, I could I couldn't leave until the recording had finished because it was like a, a sort of as live thing. And I'm looking at the clock and I'm thinking there's no way I'm going to get there in time. And I'm so anxious because I've made this big song and dance Ugh. about how I'm a habitually punctual person. So now I'm worried that she thinks I'm some kind of compulsive liar. A latecomer just, and a liar. He just makes these things up about myself to seem interesting <laughs> and decent and punctual. Um, have you done much playing with chat GPT? I know I had a little uh, text exchange with you about this. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's exciting and yeah. you've got your side hustle. Mm. I wondered if it'd be useful for that. Have you played with it much? Yeah, yeah, I've been using it. Yeah, it's been very interesting. Can you just explain to people what it is if, if they haven't... Um... So it's an an AI thing and you can basically, you can sort of treat it like Google. You can ask it a question, but it's much more than that. Like someone said, write a song in the style of Nick Cave, and they wrote a song in the style of Nick Cave, and Nick Cave then responded to it and said he didn't like it. But you can ask it to do... And that's not selling it very well. No, no, I suppose If Nick not. Cave had responded and said, this is better than I could have done. So, <laughs> but in terms of information, you can treat it like Google, but you can also ask it, so here's a good example. You can say, write me a love poem for Valentine's Day, and then it will write it, and then you say, okay, but can you rewrite it, make it a bit funnier? Okay, can you rewrite it, make it a bit funnier still, and also for someone who's a millennial? Now, now, can you insert so you can instruct it? So it's a bit, it's a bit like um, the the way that computers were in eighties and seventies science fiction, where they, you'd say, "Computer, answer me this, or mm. do this for me, or mm. um, figure this." It's, it's 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 like that. It's like, it's like a sort of chatty program that will generate stuff and yeah. and refine it according to your instructions write me an essay about yeah 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 in fact I, I demonstrated to somebody i was i was telling my friend about it i was out with her and her daughter who'd recently left university i said what was your dissertation about and i said to it write a thousand words on this and she looked at it and and she was quite taken aback really? and it's the implications of education are yeah, so interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. because well, maybe we don't need to go into it. We're not that sort of podcast. I've got, I've got, I've got one like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, save one. it for that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, but something interesting that somebody told me last week is that the in America they're going to um, let it loose in a court of law, not as a defendant, <laughs> but that I think they're going to let it either try and defend or prosecute somebody because it, it, it. It should be able to, in its current state, argue the law. Right. So it can it it doesn't just tell you what's in the law, but it can it can think about the principles of it and then apply the principles to the replies it gives. So I think what what is going to happen is a lawyer is going to wear an earpiece, and the there'll be somebody at the other end monitoring the trial. Uh, and the um, and the chatbot is going to be fed the information, and the, and the lawyer is just going to say what it says. Oh wow! Isn't that interesting? It's, yeah, a bit scary, maybe. It is because the law exists in grey areas sometimes, mm. but but maybe a computer will be able to 
operating grey areas? Maybe in some ways better than a human being. But this is this is not why I mention it. Mm. I've thought of a much better application for it. Go on. So if 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 we'll get to a stage where you can be wearing an earpiece and it'll tell you what to say, mm. small talk. Oh, I bet it's brilliant, small talk. Yes. I bet it's brilliant. I know, I'm so excited. So when I was in the grocery store the other week and um, I said, how are you? And, and they went, well, Thursday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I couldn't think of any mm. anything to say other than, well, it'll be Friday tomorrow or whatever it was. Mm-mm. I wonder what the chatbot would have given me in that situation. Have you Googled earpieces? You need an earpiece. Yeah, I do. I and, do. And someone to like control, control the chatbot. <laughs> All right, shall we hear from the drifters? Let's. First one is from Al. Although not a drifter myself, I am married to one of your people, Grand Chancellor Sharon Martin of Jizzy the Rat fame, ah. and have become an avid fan of the podcast. I shouldn't have included that bit, sorry. I have previously... Why, written- <laughs> why though? Why though? I, I have previously written into the Glap Clinic about going up and down shopping aisles and refusing to be intimidated by my nasty neighbour who is ignoring me, and I've even sent in the occasional podication for Sharon, of course. I wonder if you're a little bit of denial about how much of a drifter you are. Maybe. Yeah. I have, however, never before felt the need to write in about any of my cringeworthy experiences until now. Oh, sto- one of us, <laughs> one of us. The story starts some nine years ago when I used to work for a public regulator and was leading a small team researching and writing a quite high profile national report. As part of the quality assurance process for the report, we had a steering committee made up of some of the most senior people in the organisation and a few outside experts. This steering committee met every three or four weeks in the lead up to the publication of the report itself. So nine years ago, we were getting quite close to the publication date. We had the only we had only two more steering committee meetings planned before the big launch day. Everything was going well. Wanting to impress my bosses, I always tried to be full prepared for each steering committee meeting, working through scenarios in advance and thinking ahead about the likely questions I would be asked and having some hopefully clever or at least credible responses ready. Now, at this penultimate steering committee meeting, there was one question I was very confident I would be asked, but which I did not at that stage know the answer to. So I had what I thought was a simple holding reply. The answer to this question, if asked, was to be something like, not a problem, Jane is on the case. Now, I should pause at this stage to explain that Jane was a member of the team. She was also a very shy, reserved and quite religious person, easily embarrassed, but also incredibly good at her job. And I wanted to make sure the steering committee gave her due recognition for her contribution to the report. Being shy, she was often overlooked. Anyway, along comes the steering committee meeting and the question I was expecting arose, to which I then responded in a confident, almost arrogant fashion. That really shouldn't be a problem. Jane is on the game and will feed back to us at the next meeting how she gets on. I then continue to talk about the report, unaware of the small but important mistakes I had made in just one word. (laughs) After a minute, I could not help but see that certain members of the steering committee were barely able to contain their tears of laughter, not wanting to embarrass Jane, I presume, while Jane herself was bright red and trying to sink further into her chair. (laughs) After my mistake was explained to me, I apologised profusely to Jane, but the damage had been done. 
from that moment on, any problem the research team had could apparently be addressed by Jane's on the game or some other form <laughs> oh, of no, reference to oh, a street no. worker. Did not help that Jane had an element of rhyming slang. Now, perhaps not related to this issue, but I was made redundant from the organisation within a year of this incident, and so did not have to be constantly reminded of what I'd said, or so I thought until last week, when I had a reunion Christmas meal. And the first thing that was said to me when I sat down was, so Al, any people on the game at your current workplace? (laughs) Some mistakes are sadly never forgotten. Okay, why is Baroness Jennifer? My podcast app randomly goes back to an old episode. Today, I got to re-listen to episode 79, where Annabelle talks about her worry that in the future, probably now, when children might bully her on play days. (laughs) This basically happened to me at my son's eighth birthday party. I'd booked a party in a local trampoline place. I'd bought the standard party package but felt the need to buy a slushy for each child was not what I wanted. I mean, kids and slushy on a trampoline. But then you get there, they put in front of you the slushy, and then all you have to offer is two jugs of squash. My kids and most were okay with this arrangement until one kid arrived and demanded slushy. I was doing all I could, maybe later, blah, blah. My non-drifter husband is off with the kids bouncing and I left with my very much drifter friend. We could not see this child down. Whilst we fumbled trying to understand how the slushy worked, how to pay, etc., slushy demanding child took matters into his own hands and just filled his squash cup with slushy. The party organiser then came over to move it to the party area. I have never been so thankful to see a teenage party organiser, <laughs> then so scared about our ill-gotten slushy. What did I do? Adopt port protocol and move everyone along to the party area. But yes, I do have sleepless nights that that trampoline place will find out about the stolen slushy. In fact, contemplating next time I go, buying one extra to make up the difference. I have just something, something like this reminded me of it. I have, um, I got Eve, who babysits for Jean sometime, to come over tonight and put him to bed So while we do the podcast. Because he's been, um, he's not been falling to sleep so easily recently. I mean, basically, he's... he's uh, He's found a way of keeping me in his room for longer. And it was starting to impact on the podcast. And she's having a birthday party at the weekend. And I made a joke about not being invited. And and I'm now worried that she thinks that I want to go to her birthday party. (laughs) Can we just say how old she is again? 17. 17. I said I'll bring a keg and some heroin. There you uh, go, mixing with the young people. Yeah. Um, send us uh, your stories of inappropriate things you've blurted out, um, feeling uncomfortable, being bullied by children, whatever it is. Uh, it's, it's social awkwardness, please. It is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle. Yes. I'm ready for another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. Oh, one of the worst things ever happened this week. I got sent a new debit card. Like, oh, oh the what worst. Is worse? Oh. oh, God, I've got to update all my regular online car payments. Have you ever had it where it's happened automatically on a few of them, as if by magic? What do you mean? Oh, no, never. Yeah. That's so clever and a I bit know, scary. I know. Oh, I nearly got defrauded last week. What do you mean? I was um, I was in a fast food restaurant yeah. with my son. Please don't judge me. No. And I, um, I, I see all these missed calls from this London number. So I withhold my number, call it back. They don't answer. Then it rings me again. I answer. 
They say, uh, is that Mr. Jeff Lloyd? I say, who is this? And a voice kind of laughs and goes, oh, good question. Um, it's it's Clive from American Express. Mm. Uh, good, good question doesn't quite ring mm. tr- true for me here. Yeah. And um, I say, oh, hi. He said, you, you know, as you all know, we, we had some problems at the weekend uh, with contactless payments. Um, so we're just going to make sure everything's ordered. And uh, if you use Apple Pay, um, you'll receive a text message in a minute from Amex um, if you give me the code for security reasons. This, this is this 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 is sounding weird mm, to me, mm, mm. Um, but then I have to accuse him of being a fraudster. Oh, exciting! I say this doesn't this doesn't sound quite right to me. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, and yeah. he says no. It, it, you'll see, it's from Amex. It'll come up as being from Amex. I said, well, it is, but it's not from a number, and it just 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 seems odd that you're asking you're sending me a security code for an Apple Pay. Mm. He goes. I said, I've, I've got to go. I'm in a, in a place with my um, with my son having having dinner. He says, it'll only take 30 seconds. I think the desperation in his voice doesn't sound like an employee of American Express either. And I say, I've got to go. He says, no, we, we need to do this for security reasons. I say, I've got to be honest with you. This sounds like a fraud. And he's going, no, honestly, honestly, it's not a fraud. Oh. Again, I'm thinking... This isn't the the script that they're given. No. Honestly, honestly, it's not a fraud. <laughs> they're not. There's, there's, there, there are steps you go through, like, well, what you can do to, you know. Yes. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I'm now paranoid. Like, what what were they up to? Have they got my card number? Can they do anything with it? I called the credit card company, and, but but I don't know. Yeah. What did he want? Maybe he wanted something nice for himself. <laughs> if he just called me up and said... Hmm. Will you buy me a nice thing? Not an expensive thing. Yeah, yeah. If you just wanted a live delivery, mm. I, w- I would have sent it. She needs to change her attitude then. That happened to me approach. once, years ago, when delivery was new. Do you remember? I think no. it was when we were still doing the radio show. Um, somebody ordered <laughs> like 110, oh, yes, yes. 110 pounds worth of burgers to an address in Leicester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? It amazes me that that app doesn't know that I'm vegetarian, given that I've never ordered any meat on it. <laughs> it's constantly recommending me things that... It, it it just makes you think, as as much as we talk about chat GPT and it being the future before, if after years and years of using a food delivery app, it doesn't know that I don't eat meat or fish, yeah, yeah. what hope have we got for algorithms, well, really? this is true, this is true. Yeah. Sorry, Annabelle, That's I feel like right. I really went off on one. Can then. we go back, though? I seem to remember, you. did you call the police about that and then you got annoyed that they weren't <laughs> oh, interested? Yeah, yes. And you said, why can't, yeah. you go, why can't you go and, like... Go to like their address well, in Leicester or something. Well, I, I got excited because I could see on the app the address, yes, and it was happening in real time. So I thought, if I can just get hold of the police in Leicester, <laughs> they'll be able to send the flying squad round and do, do a raid, you know, kind of a battering ram. Yeah, yeah. And and I felt excited that I was able to give the police uh-huh. this information that they would be able to go and stop a crime in progress. Yeah, yeah. But but I um I underestimated. How, how high up something like that might be on their to-do list. Yeah. Overestimated, I think. Yeah, yeah, as it was. Yeah, but I was I was quite aggrieved. Yes, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> I felt like I was given an excellent tip-off. <laughs> I know, and you were like, you couldn't understand why no, I was sending no. it on immediately. Oh, so I've got to change all my online payments. That's oh, where we were, yeah. And I've got to learn a new CVV number. Oh, God. Why has my car got so many different numbers now? I don't even think it's that secure. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but surely a fraudster has got a one in 999 chance of guessing that number. Yes. But that's not terrible odds. They should give you a CVV word. Easy to remember, impossible to guess. Mm. And then it might be exciting to get a new bank card. You're like, well, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Oh, it's Squirrel. Yes. That'd be, that'd be good. That'd be better, wouldn't it? Yeah. Much better. Yeah. 
Let me give you a little little clue here. I don't know if you're going to address this. Go on. Doesn't need to know the valid from date. Never enter oh, the valid yeah, from no, date. Oh, no, no, don't worry about that. Okay. No, no, I'm wise Don't worry to that. about that. <laughs> I'm wise to that. Sorry, did I just treat you like a rube there? Does everybody know that? What does rube mean? You know, a rube is like a, a, a country bumpkin in the big city who doesn't know the, <laughs> know the sophisticated ways of the big city. That's such a good word. I know. I don't know that word. Never. I think that that's sort of roughly, roughly <laughs> okay, what it means, no, I think. Okay. So I hate getting a new bank card. It's mm. happened to me before where they've sent me a new one before my old one's even expired, like a year oh, before oh no. or something, like for no real reason. I've always assumed it's a spite thing, like someone I upset <laughs> once that now works at a bank. I think it can only be that. <laughs> it's also really annoying to me that you can't use contactless until you've used your PIN once. Oh, yeah. I can't remember my PIN. I've got three <laughs> cards. That's three four-digit codes. I'm 47. Those days are over. <laughs> what I do is I just don't ever spend over £100 in a shop ever. I was in the supermarket recently and I accidentally went over £100. And I was on my third card before I got the PIN right. And that's only because I've had that PIN since the invention of PINs. <laughs> Tell you something weird. Tom has got the same PIN on his main bank card that he's had forever. Oh, I have. That's a w- no, they're the same as me. Oh. Same pin as me. Yeah, I've got the same as you too. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. It's in. Hang on. What, so coincidentally, yes, we the both... two of you had the exact same pin number? For our first ever bank card. That's quite weird, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that is, oh, it is it's quite like weird. It's like a one in 10,000 chance. Well, yes, one in 9,999 9, right, as it turns yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> zero, 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 zero would be an option though. Oh, all right then. One in, one in, there might one be one. numbers it never is though. Maybe it's never one, two, three, four. Oh, I never thought and of maybe that. Maybe it's never four repeated numbers. Oh, okay. I don't know. No, I don't know either. Just a thought if you're going to get pedantic, two yeah. can play that game. <laughs> I felt like such an old lady at that self-service supermarket checkout. I was very doddery over that keypad. You know, I had to take one pill a day at night and I'm this close to getting one of those days of the week pill boxes that old people have because most nights I take that pill and then five minutes later I'm like, did I take it? Like, I, have, oh, yeah. I have no idea. I have rung 111 before now <laughs> because I, 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 I get myself into a panic thinking I've taken two pills and what's it going to do? Is it going to stop my heart? Oh, my right. blood pressure pills. Yeah, yeah. And and this is, I have got one of those boxes. You, you've got one? But I'm too lazy to use it. <laughs> the decanting is, is too much effort. I'm so lazy that if I get a blister pack of pills with the days of the week oh. on it, I don't necessarily take the pills out in the order that it says on the blister pack. I found, I found one of those... Well, you showed it to me once for some reason, and I was stunned. I wasn't showing off. No, look at me my meds. I, anyway, for some reason I saw it. I can't remember why. And I was stunned that you just taken them from random like holes mm. and you weren't just following the days of the week. I mean, stunned. It, it was the biggest insight I've ever had into your brain. <laughs> it was. I do think it, it is a very telling detail it's about me. It's extremely it, telling. It's, it's a lot of um, how I operate in miniature. Because I wouldn't do that in a million years. I would really, like very carefully do the right day. Mm. Another terrible thing about a new bank card, having to sign it. I feel this immense pressure before I do it. I've got to get it right and not mess it up as then I'll be stuck with it for the next five years. So I do it, my signature. I completely mess it up. Like yeah. the box is too small. Yeah. It looks nothing like my signature. It doesn't even really look like writing. Does it smudge? Oh, it doesn't smudge. No, that would be bad. No. I'm going to have to learn how to do this new weird scribble. I complained to Tom about it and he said... What is this, the 90s? Which is a good point. Like, why do we even still do it? In case you go to America. Oh, do they check it there? I think you still sign stuff in a lot of places in America. And I think they still use checks there. What? I know. I thought they were like this really head of the no if you want if you want a head no with that stuff they're they're quite behind if you want a head you have to go to the nordics of course 
Oh, okay. Why? Well, what are they doing there? Just like oh, yeah, you can pay with cards everywhere now, pretty much. It was like that in Sweden yeah. fifteen years ago. Okay. Like they're, they're always whatever's going on, they're they're always ahead. They'll be doing the fingertip thing soon, where they like the, the chip in the fingertip thing. Yeah, there, yeah. Or you'll be able to breathe on it. It'll know your personalized yes. bio bio, yes, bio yes. thing. I was thinking. Because we don't really do signatures here, I was thinking, am I showing my age again? And most people just leave it blank because you just don't need to do it. I leave it blank. Oh, right. So I people do just leave but, it blank. But I have had people check it in America and then um, say, oh, your signature's worn off. I can't, I can't accept this. And then you just sign it in front of them. <laughs> well, this is what I don't understand. Because, I mean, I feel like we're doing some kind of observational comedy from the 70s or something here. You know when you get an access card? When you get your first access But, But, um... Like who is check? Who is checking your signature? Like as as anybody said, this, this isn't a good likeness. No, no, no. They like surely no. not. And it, it all reminds me of when I first got my bank card because do you remember develop when developing your signature was a thing? Like mm. when you're young, like you do that thing where you'd like, oh, what's my signature going to be? And you sort yeah. of practice doing it. I don't think young people do that anymore. Because I remember it feeling really grown up. We could up. shout Eve up if you want and ask her. Oh, she's still here. Oh, she might have gone by now. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually quite strange when you think about it, having a special way of writing your name but that's not actually very much like your real handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> because to be a really grown up signature, it felt that it shouldn't look like your writing or your name, really. Yes. My, my first one, I did the A for Annabelle as a small A but big. And then I joined it up to the P. And I kept that up for years. Now it's just a capital A and a squiggle. But I just did it before five times and every time looked completely different. Like I've lost the ability to do a signature the same. Oh, yeah. Occasionally I'll write a letter and, and sometimes I'll go through multiple pieces of paper because I don't like the way that I've signed it. A typed letter, <laughs> but then I've signed it at the bottom. I think it's a dying art, along with the autograph. Like People just ask for a selfie now, don't they? It's so upsetting, isn't it? Right, because I really love thinking about the first autograph, the first time someone did it, <laughs> the first time someone met a famous person and something in their head said, Ask them to write their name down. It just feels like such a weird, weird thing to do. I was asked for my autograph once. Somebody at the come to visit the radio show, they asked me to sign their London A to Z, which shows how long ago that was. <laughs> Worth millions now. <laughs> Although if something weird did happen and I became hugely famous, the only way I could see that happening now is if I became a serial killer. But anyway, if that did happen, nobody would believe it was my autograph because it looks nothing like anything else I've ever written. So sorry to that person. <laughs> thing you just said where you said that the the most likely way in which you became famous not that it is likely mm. would be to become a f- serial killer yeah it's not going to happen no. but yeah gene said and i know this is a bit kids say the darndest things gene said something to me in public the other day which is 
by far the most embarrassing and excruciating thing he has ever said oh, yeah. in a public forum. And I, I, I didn't know what to say. Okay. Um, and we were on, we were on a tram, and it was somewhat quiet, but there were, but, but there were plenty of people around. And apropos of nothing, we've been sitting relatively quietly. Apropos of nothing, he went, Ah, oh, well, you're famous to me, Dad. <laughs> as, if I'm, <laughs> as if I'm this dad who is just, like, lamenting not being famous. Why did he say that? I have no idea what made him say it. Like, like I've got this big regret about not being a star of the stage or screen. And, and I thought this reflects so poorly on me. That that a six year old is consoling his wannabe dad. Oh God, that's depressing. Yes, I've never never said a word about wanting to be famous. I wonder where he's got that from. Oh, it's so weird. It's it's so weird. What did you say? Can't remember. <laughs> I went. I, I got flustered first, and then I went in like a a, a slightly too vo- loud voice. I went, "Oh well, that's the only kind of famous I'd be interested in being." Because I just wanted these people to know that I wasn't a wannabe. Right, right, yeah. It's like you've just, you've just been come back from being rejected from your Big Brother audition or something. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Or I'm just this sad, sad dad who's this failure, who, who is, is just... My depression is seeping into the time I spend with my son. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are other things he could have said which would have been near, near the knuckle and, <laughs> and true. But... But that that specific thing, it was just hugely embarrassing. Um, although, speaking of fame, mm-hmm. the episode of The Masked Singer in which Gene and I were audience members is on this Saturday. Will we see you? I very much doubt it. Mm. I've been watching this show and, and trying to pay attention to um, to to... How much of the audience you see, <laughs> and it's it's basically none. Oh, okay. Apart from at the unmasking bit where people are shouting, "Take it off! Take it off! Take it off!" You, there's there's one cutaway shot to um, a couple of audience members. Right now, a cameraman did come near us during that bit, but but I also saw him go and and get it from a bunch of other people. So they'll just oh. use whichever one is best, and I, I can't imagine it's ours. Well, with my horrible little hands. <laughs> I don't mean to criticise Gene's pointing as well, but it, it wasn't particularly rhythmic. <laughs> so he he is going to be gutted. Oh, cause when because he, he thinks we, he's, gonna be he's probably going around telling everybody that he's going to be on TV on Saturday night. Oh no! And I don't think we are. Well, it'd be a lesson learned. Yeah, I mean, he's, fa- he's famous to me. Yeah, he's famous, he's famous to me, son. <laughs> See how he feels. Um, <laughs> What else was going to mention? Two things. One is, I've done a little, um, little thing this week. I don't know if people will be interested in it or not, but I just wanted to tell the drifters about it. We were talking about The Traitors, weren't we? Mm. A show that I think we, we became obsessed with about the same time. It aired on television before Christmas, but I missed out, missed out on it while it was airing. But I think it, a lot of people did. It was a bit of a sleeper hit, and, and people have caught up on, it, mm. on the catch-up, the BBC iPlayer. And it's, as I think I said last week, it's the best reality show I've seen since Big Brother 1. Mm. And I tend not to watch reality shows. It's not, it's not a show. You, you watch a few more than I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I thought it's extraordinarily good. 
And it's all I wanted to talk about while I was watching it. Mm. And then I said to Sarah, oh, I wish we'd have been watching this while it's airing because we could have done a podcast about it. And then the BBC announced that they were going to put all the um, the American ones on iPlayer. There's a, a new seri- a new American series hosted by Alan Cumming. So I said, oh, we, sh- we should do we should do a, a podcast on that, like a companion. Um, so I've done five episodes in five days. It's a lot. It is. A, I mean, you don't know half of it. So it's been a lot. But I j- just want to say, if you have seen the American version of The Traitors and you fancy a little podcast to go with it, Sarah and I have got one called Later's Traitors. I decided to make it and then it and it was released the next day. I didn't really have time to work on the title, the artwork or the theme music. The artwork's amazing. I knocked it up together on Canva. I haven't heard the theme music. Oh, it's, The title's good. The theme music is I found some royalty-free royalty, f- royalty free, um, audio of someone playing bagpipes and then found a drum beat and then tried to match it up with the drum beat. It's worth listening to for that alone. And, uh, however good you, whatever that is bringing to mind, it's not as good as that, even if you think it was bad. Okay. But I, j- I just want to say, if you enjoyed the British version of The Traitors, and then you think, oh, I want more, I want to watch the, I'll, I'll give the American one a go, you're probably going to dislike it at first because it's a very different thing. Mm. It has, half of them are uh, so-called civilians, members of the public, half of them are famous but only they've previously been on reality show famous there's a there's a touch of the reality show eats itself mm-hmm. to it it's a bit like whichever network is airing it in america they they didn't have the faith to let a bunch of members of the public on tv and thought oh, we better put some people oh we can't let people just see people they haven't seen before <laughs> so so it's it's big personalities and it's Whatever your archetype of, of of like brash loud Americans is, it's a bit more of that, which I think is a bit off putting at first to a lot of British eyes. You might have watched one episode and thought it's not for me, but it's hosted by Alan Cumming, who I always feel fondly towards Alan mm. Cumming. I don't quite know why. I don't quite know. There's there's not one thing that I always loved him in. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff and and liked him, but then. If, if I hear his name or hear about what he's been up to, I'm, I'm always, oh, yeah, Aww. Alan Cumming, yeah, which is a, a strange thing. Yeah. Um, and he plays it in a very different way to Claudia Winkleman on the British one. Uh, he's, he's almost in character as, a, as the owner of this big Scottish castle. The outfits are amazing, and, and what he is serving up is 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 brilliant in its own right. Not One isn't better than the other, but it's, it's brilliant in its own right. It brings to mind a little bit Richard O'Brien in The Crystal Maze. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so so he'll get you f- through the first two or three, and and then it genuinely starts being good in uh, um, on its own merit. Okay. And I say this primarily because I, I want people to, um, to listen to the podcast because mm-hmm. that'd be nice. Mm. And some strange things have happened. Okay. So... Yeah, you launch a podcast, you do some tweets and Instagram posts about it. Sarah Sarah put a thing on Instagram. One of the cast members got in touch and said, oh, I'd like to be on it. It was a cast member who we maybe hadn't said some flattering things about. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I know. So we interviewed him. Mm. Didn't mention the unflattering things. I don't think he's heard them. Or if he had, he, he had the 
good sense not to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. And then, then we had another the, the sort of breakout non-reality star show of the uh, star of the show. Um, we we then got connected with him, and, and we did an interview with him yesterday. And I've, I've said some terrible. Th- I might have even likened him to Hitler at one point. <laughs> oh, God. But then it was it reminded me of nothing so much when Big Brother was airing, and we used they used to get chucked out on the Friday and on the Monday. I think they would come on the radio show, mm. and. We had some big stars on that radio show back in the day. Mm-mm. I mean, not because of us, just because it was on a big radio station that publicists wanted to get people on. Mm. But yeah, anything from a from a Beatle to the lead singer of the latest rock band to film stars. And I, I, I don't think we ever got as excited as when the Big Brother people would come on. It was the best days of my life. Yeah, like, the the thrill we'd have of, of Tim, who shaved his chest once on screen, coming <laughs> on and meeting him face to face was unbelievable. Or Maxwell, Maxwell, Macozy. So many. Yeah, it, it was It was true. There was one guy called Sandy, oh, Sandy who escaped the Big Brother house after two days. And I was so obsessed with him that I, I, you know, I think I got you to send letters and gifts we, and try and we we sent, send him we a sent, hamper or sent, something. Yeah, we sent him a gift and a note begging him to come on. And he did, he did politely decline. We did, he did respond. But yeah, wow. we, we were obsessed by Sandy. Remember Alex? Oh, yeah. Alex Sibley and, and loved um, lovely Adele, who's yeah. now on Radio 1. Yeah. And I, I, I remember giving her life advice about that relationship with Alex Sibley. <laughs> And I don't think she's she's ever loved a man like that since. Well, she won't. That's her first true love. Yeah. Well, no, I think I it's know, more, she, more a case of... I just realised, yeah, that she, I, yeah, she doesn't love men. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're quite right. Yeah. Uh, You're coming back to me now. Yeah, but I mean, those, it was so exciting. Mm, mm. Ahmed. So you're getting this thrill. You're getting this thrill. Yeah, after again. all these years. Oh, nice, yeah, because nice. you spend all these hours with them over an intense period of time. Mm. Uh, and um, yeah, so so anyway, it's called Latest Traitors. And um, if you just search for it wherever you're listening to this, you, you, there, there, we've done five episodes. So you know, one for two episodes of the TV show. There are ten in total, and they're not long. They're only like twenty eight, twenty nine minutes. So I just wanted to let people know about them. Pondery Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic, Annabelle. Yes, Lord Mistress Sharon says, Our garage and driveway is around the corner from our house and next door to the garage and fence is the neighbour at the back of our house. She's a lovely old lady who we are on smiling terms with, but she also keeps to herself. She has a gardener come regularly and he also does little odd jobs for her. Last year, he creosoted, or whatever is used nowadays, her fence. He didn't warn me he was doing this, so obviously my car was in the drive. He managed to splatter the left-hand side, roof and windscreen with this substance and it would not come off. I tried washing it, scraping it, shouting at it. Nothing worked. I stewed for a day or two, fully intending to ask him to sort it out. When I did see him, I had noticed an issue with my neighbour's guttering leaking as it was bent upwards, so I thought this would be a good neighbourly conversation starter. I told him about the guttering. He said he'd check it out. I then very bravely mentioned the fence treatment on the car. His response, oh, okay, and walked away. (gasps) I was stunned, but hopeful this meant he was away to get a magic solution to clean it off. I waited for a bit, but he did not return. As I'd used up all my communication energy for the day, I slunk back home. 
After an hour or so, I saw him walking up my path. Great, I thought. He must be coming to let me know he sorted my car out. When I opened the door, there was no mention of my car. He just told me that he checked out the gutter and aside from being blocked leaves, there was no problem. And then asked me to clean it for him. <laughs> what did I do? Yes, indeed. I went round the later that day and cleaned the gutter. Of course, of course, yeah. My car still had measles till I had to scrap her at the end of the year. He's still her gardener and her gutter is still bent and leaking. And I have a newer car now. Please help. How could or should I have handled this? I fear a repeat next year as the fence is looking a little in need again. Well, this this is uh, this is interesting, isn't it? I, th- I think you don't give us the detail of what you actually said when you brought it up. Mm. And I think if you'd have put a bit more thought into that, mm. said, um, say, yeah. Uh, Oh, you were a bit trigger happy with that stuff. Um, there's a lot of it on my car. What's 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 going to get that off? Or how are you going to get yeah. it off? Well, I wouldn't say how are you going to get it off. That's too aggressive. Well, I'd, I'd like to be able to say I, that. I think with this garden, you need it. I think he'd be like, I don't know. You'll have to sort it out. <sighs> he is a bit of a bad man. I'm sorry. Sorry to say this. Yeah. I don't know his full story. Maybe he's got other stuff going on, but... Mm. I think it's about. I honestly don't think there's anything you can do apart from wait, wage an anonymous um, reign of terror. Oh, I was thinking cover your car when he comes round next, <laughs> like genuinely, <laughs> so that it doesn't get splattered when he goes to do the fence. Yeah, but but what if you're not in? I mean, are you constantly covering your car? Mm. Feels very suburban, that doesn't it? Like having a thing that you put yeah, over your car. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of it. Yeah, I do too. I wonder where you buy those things. Car I don't know. Because I'm not really in the suburbs. I don't know if they still exist or it's like a, it's, it's a, a vision of 80s suburbs yeah, yeah. of, of a bygone era. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely move your car. But this seems quite extreme because there is a suggestion really that you wouldn't have scrapped your car had it not been for this. No, no. <laughs> really? No. Um. I, don't, I don't think people scrap it for that. No. I just don't know what to say because I'm quite stunned by his behaviour. Mm. It's bad. And I just think there's nothing you can do apart from y- the onus is on you to try and avoid it happening again. And it shouldn't be that, that way, but it is. Could you speak to the neighbour and get her to say something? Oh, yeah. No. Turn the neighbour against him. Yeah. Oh, go to sack him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at least you'd feel better about yourself. Yeah. yeah. Or worse. Say so you saw him looking at some indecent images on his phone. What? On work's time. You really want to do the Reign of Terror like, thing, don't new, you? Nudie okay. ladies. He was looking at nudie ladies on oh. his phone. <laughs> um, oh, she'd be all shocked and saddened. It's yeah. probably her nephew or something. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, we, we just don't know, do we? I think no. you're just going to... No, sorry. I think def- definitely... I, mean, I, I, would t- I think the thing I would do in this situation... So if I feel um, helpless in that way, yeah. I will just tell as many people as possible about it in a can you believe this happened mm. in the hope that it will get back to them right. or that it will you know slow their good name in some way okay 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 right then next one mm. it's from catty mm. i i love oh, catty mm? i just i just thought do you know what i really love is the catty roll company 
they're very nice. Yeah. I've had a catty roll for ages. I don't think I've ever had one. No, oh. I have. I have once. I have once. I'm sure I must have forced one on. You know, when I really like something, say, oh, you've got to try this. Mm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And then you would have had to, because I put so much pressure on you, pretend that you liked it more than you did because I need a big reaction. Mm, maybe, yeah. maybe. This is just sounding like a familiar scenario. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, know. Maybe yeah. I loved it. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, this is this place, the Catty Roll Company. Mm. And it was on Deliveroo for ages and, and Uber Eats. And it still is, but it won't bring it to my house anymore. But my house hasn't moved. <laughs> why, why is that? I don't know. Is it me? I don't know. It's probably you. Yeah. It's probably you. Okay, Catty. K-A-T-T-Y. Oh, not K-A-T-I. No, no, no. I love dogs and live near a beach in Ireland, so regularly meet happy-looking dogs when out walking, which is a wonderful and joyous thing. Mm. What is the etiquette when the dog comes up to say hi, and I want to say hi to them, but don't necessarily want to drag the owner into it? They know, they might may not want to, particularly when it's a man on its own. I don't want them to think it's all about them, not the dog. I wonder if others have this dilemma. As you are, or were, sorry to hear about Leica, RIP, dog owners, this must happen. Would love your thoughts. So I think as a, as a dog owner... I, I feel nothing but joy. Uh, I would feel nothing but joy and pride if somebody made a fuss of my dog. Yes, it's one, and it happens less as they get older. Because so I think it sort of not... reflects on me in some way. <laughs> like it's 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 like if somebody tells me what uh, what lovely manners Jean has, which rarely happens. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, it, you, you, there's there's nothing more you want to hear, is there? And, and it's a bit like that with your dog. I think if somebody else showing an interest in your dog mm, mm. is is good for your self esteem in some way, or but you don't, it's a little boost of something. The, this is the ideal scenario as the dog owner. Yeah. I want someone to come and make the biggest fuss ever and say, "What a beautiful boy, wonderful, well behaved boy, fantastic boy!" All the t- the whole conversation directed at the dog. Don't even acknowledge me. Yes. So that's my that's my yeah, dream my, mine interaction. Too. Mine it's like too. I, it's like the sole focus on the dog. And it's yes. Like, it's like I don't exist yeah. because all they care about yeah. is the dog. That's, yeah. I'm I, so I, happy. I can just give a, 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 a stand there with some warmth and friendliness, yeah. but not have to say anything. Yeah. 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 So is is this supposed to be something where you're supposed to ask someone if their dog's friendly, or is that just if you've got a tiny toddler with oh, you? Oh, yeah. I do. That's that, that's a good point. I do have a bit of an issue with people. With kids, I think people should muzzle. Should, <laughs> should muzzle any dog that isn't. I think people should teach their children not to touch a dog they don't know. Yes, I, I, um, I teach Jean that. And because my dog doesn't like being touched, really, mm. especially like you, especially <laughs> you've modelled that behaviour for it, especially not by children who kind of like bat him around the face rather than let him mm. swim their hand foot. So, yes, I don't want you. To, I don't want you to touch my dog. I should have said that first. Don't don't touch my dog. Don't go to in his face. But make a fuss from a me- from meter distance. So like the old social distancing. Yeah, meter distance. Don't acknowledge me. Make a massive fuss. Yeah, that's brilliant. But so- don't touch him. Please don't touch him. And don't ask me if he's friendly because yeah, he is friendly, but probably not to you. Sorry. <laughs> is that what you say? <laughs> I tell you what I say. I say he is friendly, but he's also quite anxious, which is true. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Can I can I just throw out a quandary while we're here? Yeah, I do. And it's it's not quite a social etiquette one. It's like I I genuinely have no what no idea what to do with the particular situation. Mm. There is a smell in our living room. <laughs> I have Are you trying to find like some work person to come and fix like anyway, well, yeah, yeah, well exactly okay, okay, exactly this actually. Carry on. So 
it, it was really bad before Christmas, and we thought we had narrowed it down to the cellar, to the crawl space. That's a word that I never heard, but I seem to find it on a lot of websites these days. When I'm what is over, a crawl space? It's if you imagine the foundations of your house. Mm. It's it's the gap between the bottom of the foundations and and where the floor starts. So it's it's not a full cellar. It's like a little. Um, do you see what I mean? It's does about every, that big. Does every house have underneath one? your floor? Well, what do you think is underneath your floorboards? I don't want to sound like an idiot. Yeah. I just thought it was the earth. <laughs> no, there's the, the foundation. I don't know why. It'll be I'd the foundation. I have never thought about right. it. Um, and there's a gap between the floorboards and the foundations. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's anyway. So, so I thought it was, but I can't quite get in there. But I, I managed to clear some stuff out of the cellar and pull a panel off and, and get my head in and shine my phone torch. I couldn't see anything. It doesn't smell like uh, in my googlings. I thought, could it be a, a dead mouse? Mm, mm, that's what but I'm thinking. it's not that it's not that it doesn't seem to match up with the way people describe that smell. Oh, okay, the thing it smells most similar to is if you forget to take washing out of the washing machine, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which suggests some form of dampness. But then it, it seems to be emanating from part of the house where there would be no reason that that would be the the first point of entry for some water. And you would see it. You'd see the dampness. Yeah, and I haven't seen any, yeah. any dampness. Well, this is a mystery. So... So I, is it drained? Like you could get a washing machine down there. Is it something to do with the drain? No. So I wondered that because we've had problems with that before now, but that mm. that's been fixed, and I've, there's no wetness behind the washing machine. Well, so I I really don't know what to do here because what I want is somebody with a somebody like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with a very fine or um. Forgotten what the lead character in Patrick Suskin's perfume was called, <laughs> but some, somebody with a very finely attuned nose for household smells yeah, yeah. to to come around oh. and not only be able to say straight away, "Oh, that's dot dot dot," but but be able to follow their nose and say where it's coming from. Well, that's not something you're going to find in the Yellow Pages, is it? No. So but, who do you? But, do you but who do you? If there's a bad smell in your house, <laughs> what that do you, do you do? Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know who I would call. But I can't be the only person this has ever happened no, to. No, surely not. So what do, what do you do? That's my quandary. Okay, well, maybe someone will let us know. I hope so. And that was our podcast. If you have a quandary or an answer to my quandary, or if you have a story for us, uh, we, we, we could do with a few stories. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Maybe always, always yeah. do with quandaries and mm. stories. But um, I think the, the cupboard isn't, I always say this, it's, we're not quite old Mother Hubbard, but we you know, we, need, we need to give that dog a banana. We do. Give that wolf a banana. So um, the email address that was... Uh, <laughs> Did that just sound like I said a really weird thing? Yeah, yeah, it did. I did, but it's it's not just me um, losing it and saying saying random words. It was the Norwegian entry in this year's Euro, last year's Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> okay, okay. Gene was really into it, so, so we've watched it many times. Okay. You know when something feels like um, a familiar frame of reference to you, but nobody else would know it. It's, it's one of those. Um, 
so yeah, it's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the back of music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And uh, that, that really shouldn't be a problem. Jane is on the game. The podication. Don't know what that the was. It's very theatrical. Yeah. Uh, it comes from Rebecca, who says, Hello, Annabelle and Jeff. Hello. Hello. I'd like a podication, please, for my son Ezra. I like the name Ezra. Yes, yeah, nice, isn't it's it? It's great, isn't yeah. it? Of course, it's, uh, it's an anagram of Eraz or Eraz mm. or Raze. Mm. Oh, yeah. Playing, it's like playing Boggle, isn't it? This. <laughs> He's, uh, he's, he's nearly five months old, and I've been meaning to do this since he was born, but somehow the hours slip away very quickly with a baby. Mm. They do, and the rest of your life, I think. <laughs> um, first, I am a second-generation Annabelle and Jeff listener, making Ezra a soon-to-be third-generation. I am very tired, and I think that's the reason why I just um, felt a little bit teary. Oh, you just wait. Oh, really? Well, I mean, knowing you. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't, do you... Oh, no, I'm a bit sleep deprived yeah. and, and I'm, I'm on the verge anyway. Oh, God. Okay. As a child, Pete and Jeff were a staple of car journeys with my dad. Later, I turned back to Jeff and Annabelle of my own volition. That's amazing. You've had something foisted on you by a parent, but mm. then, then you went back to it. Um, to combat homesickness when I moved to France for part of my degree. Discovering a drift was like seeing an old friend. Isn't that nice? It's lovely. I think like seeing an old friend who's let themselves go. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Or have you seen what's happened to them? (laughs) Um, Anyway, to to the podication. Our journey to becoming parents was tough. Six rounds of IVF. Many losses. And too many dark days to count came before we eventually, unbelievably, got lucky. Well, we we both know what that's like. Mm. I, I think I've said this before. Even, even though people told me it was tough, I, I couldn't quite work out why it was until you do it. And then it's, it's so... Uh, it's, I don't know how you do six rounds. That's Yeah, nice. I know. I admire you for carrying on. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and great that you did. You thank God. As I, oh God, I am, I'm going to go oh, on. Well, this is a thing. I need. <laughs> do you want to do the rest of it? No, no, you do it. Why? Because you want me to cry. No, I've closed my email. <laughs> but I could just pass this computer. Oh, okay. Go on then. Go on but then. maybe I'll just cry anyway if you do it. But then I'll try and stifle it. Right, I'm at a stage now of, like, I cry so much that it annoys Jean. Really? Yeah, so we'll be watching watching something, be it a, a Pixar film or Doctor Who, and I'll invariably start sobbing at the sentimental bit. And he doesn't he doesn't like it, annoys him. Oh, really? And it's not I'm not being performative, but it's it's so weird that me modelling being free with emotions <laughs> is actually just making him thinking, oh god, I wish you'd repress your emotions, and I, I'll be doing that. Yeah, he's just, he's just irritating. Yeah, 
Which I think it is. I mean, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to see your dad cry, do you? No, you don't. That's the thing. You don't. No. Maybe you should be repressing. But I say, I say to him, oh, I'm happy. I'm just feeling sad, though, but it's okay. Because I've watched um, parenting videos on Instagram. I say, oh, I'm just feeling sad, but I'm also fine. And I can, I'm still here for you and I can still do everything for you. Um, and I won't always be sad. I'm just having a moment. And, and then I try and explain my love of melancholy. Oh, well, but that that has yeah. You know, is that pr- on the parenting videos? No, no, no I added, added that yeah, bit myself. Yeah, yeah. That's, you, that's you improvising. Yeah, okay. trying to explain why this this kind of sadness is fine. Okay. okay. As I lie here next to him, his chubby little fingers just about loosening their grip on mine, barely daring daring to breathe in case I wake him. I still can't believe he exists and that love like this is possible. So I'd love a prodication from my little Ezzy bear. You've changed our entire existence and opened up parts of us we never knew were there. For your own sake, I hope you have fewer drifterish tendencies than your mother. But who are we kidding? You'll be one of us <laughs> and we'll love you all the more for it. Oh. She finishes, there's something else. It's mm. kind of a compliment, but I just think it's so nicely written. I was going to include it, but what do you think? Well, I, I want to hear it. Yeah, but do you want to hear it now or after? Okay, here's, here's what I'm going to question. I think some people might be like, oh, yeah, that's how right, I feel. And it's right, so nice right, when right. someone articulates well, how you okay, feel. Okay, okay. So I was going to, my question was going to be, would it have any value for anybody other than us? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> Annabelle and Jeff, that's nice. Thank you for keeping me going through the darkest days and weaving a thread through my life, which always feels like home. Please keep the podcast going. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, Jeff. He's gone. Oh, it's really, it's so lovely. That's why I wanted to include it. I just thought, oh, that's such a lovely thing to say. And I kind of, I kind of get that feeling, not for our podcast, but other podcasts, <laughs> that sort of feeling, that's that constant. That constant. Yeah, yeah. The sort of continuity of stuff. Yeah. Nice threads. We're yeah. a thread in your tapestry. Yeah. So that's from Rebecca for her little Lizzie Bear, Ezra. Oh, I was, yeah. I, I just want to say, um, because I think I might have looked a little bit narcissistic by, by, by getting choked up at the end. I got more choked up, actually, at her describing um, how it's how it's been for and what it feels like. But, you know, it is, is touching. Because you think... You th- you've, we, you, you think what you do is inconsequential, and it is, right? It's, mm. it's, it's completely inconsequential. Oh, we're all inconsequential, really. Mm. But then just somebody saying... You know, you were this thing in my life. It's nice, isn't it? It's, it's very nice. Even even if the the world would be fine without us. It'd be handy if there are a few more people saying that because then, like, we could monetize <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could definitely keep going then. Though. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm only joking. No, I know, I know. But um, I really appreciate that. It was lovely. It was really lovely. And if you'd like to send us a podcast, do she make- wrote that when her baby was five months old. Like she sleep deprived. Imagine being that articulate. Oh, your she's del- five delirious. She doesn't mean it. Her emotions are all over the place as <laughs> no, well. No, I meant how articulate she's. No, been I know what you meant. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, yeah, if you'd like a podication, do, do make sure you include a very moving compliment. Yeah, please do. Yeah, we enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is hello at adriftpodcast.com. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.